You're listening to the State of Skull Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. What is up, y'all? AJ Murphy coming at you live in the studio. We are post-game, and finally, finally, the Vikings get it done. 21-13, the final score. The Vikings head down to Charlotte. They take care of business at Bank of America Stadium, and the Vikings get their first win of the year. Let's go! How pumped are you guys? Scale from 1 to 10. Let me hear it in the comments because I'm solo. So all of your comments and great things that you got to say about the game are going to be live in center if you are live here with me on StreamYard. My boy David says, Skull baby, woo! Finally. Yes, finally, indeed, we did get that win. As I mentioned, Vikings, 21, Carolina Panthers, 13. It started out a little bit rough, uh, but we made our way through, and we held on, and we made some plays. At the end, the defense finally stepped up. But we're going to, as always, get into it. Uh, the stats rundown to begin the show here, presented by Blank. Her cousins, 12 of 19, 139 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and took two sacks, passer rating of 80.7. I don't know what the QBR is, even though this is ESPN and it's supposed to tell me that. But yeah, uh, pretty pedestrian day stat-wise for Kirk Cousins, who was on pace for 6,000 yards. Uh, I know I took him over on passing in a lot of uh, books and whatnot today, so that's a little bit disappointing to see, but we'll take it how we can get it. The two interceptions were brutal. Uh, the f One of them wasn't his fault. The other one was so his fault. More on that in a moment. Alexander Madison, 17 carries, 95 yards, average of 5.6. Cam Akers chipped in today his first active game in a Minnesota Vikings jersey, five carries, 40 yards. So the run game, 23 carries, 135 yards. We were able to do some running, and that's what you want to see. You know, I think there was a little bit of an overreaction when it came to the run game at first. Uh, just because you play the Bucks and the Eagles, the Bucks have a crazy good defense. The Bucks have a crazy good defense of line. The rest of the defense is all right. The Eagles have a crazy good defense in general, but their defensive line is insane. So the fact that we were able to get the run game going in these last two games here is very exciting to see. Kim Akers looks like he could be good for us. I totally agree, Dave. I totally agree. But I do like this back and forth that they did today. You know, Alexander Madison and Kim Akers. Uh, they, it seemed like they kind of rotated drives, and that's something that we had seen before, even last year, with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, just kind of rotating that back and forth to keep everybody fresh and not just more about like taking people in and out play by play basis uh, per drive, but rather just letting them stack up drives in general. So you like to see the run game get going. Justin Jefferson, best in the business, baby. Six catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. I knew he was going to get a house call today. Super excited to see that. Uh, should have, I mean, he should have maybe had three because he had that sick-ass route one-on-one uh, -on -one against the corner that got called back for a holding on Josh Oliver. But J.J. doing his thing. Otherwise, the passing game was pretty pedestrian. I mean, as we said, Kirk Cousins only had 139 yards passing or 
130. Yeah, no, 139. Um, Hawkinson was the next leading wide receiver at two catches, 24. And then everybody else checked in. Jordan Addison, first round pick. My boy was out there doing cardio. He had one target and no catches. So that was super fun. Yeah, just to wrap up the stats here, uh, Harrison Smith, three sacks. DJ Wanham had a sack. Davenport had a couple. You love to see that defense come through. On the other side of the ball, Adam Thielen, seven catches, 76 yards. Chuba Hubbard got going down the ground a little bit. Bryce Young, 204 passing. So, ultimately, we were able to clamp him. Five sacks on Bryce Young. You love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Yep, my boy Jackson. How about Davenport? Flames. I mean, he played only a couple snaps week one and then went out and then, you know, had the injury thing. He had that clip that go viral this week where he basically was like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys know when I'm coming back. I'm coming back when I'm coming back. And it kind of seemed like he was having that attitude. Everyone in Vikings Twitter was like Saints fans, Saints Twitter. They told us so, but he came through. Davenport got more sacks today than he did all of last year. Yes. Davenport last year, half a sack. Today, two sacks in his first game back. You love to see it. I mean, granted, it's against the Carolina Panthers, who have not a great defensive line, but we'll take him how we can get him. So, kind of just going into the start of the game here, uh, it was rough. We were driving down, and then Kirk throws the pick six on a weird play across his body, trying to get it to KJ Osborne. And just throws a horrible interception. Nobody there for effort. He ran all the way down to try and get the tackle and got blasted in the process. So, but he got up because he's, you know, that Kirk Cousins, he's a tough son of a bitch. But, you know, it's hard when you really put yourself in a bind like that. You tie your hands behind your back, throwing a pick six on your first offensive drive to spot them seven. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. Vikings got to give up on KJ as the wide receiver too. Uh, yeah, I think in due time that'll happen. I think the more comfortable that Addison gets in this offense, the more comfortable that he gets just being an NFL pro in general. He'll be able to step up and make some things happen. We've already seen him, you know, snap off in the Eagles game, snap off in the Bucks game. Last week came through clutch on some catches. I don't really know what the problem was this week. It didn't really, but like I said, the past game, it just didn't seem like it was something this week for anybody minus JJ. So we'll have to get that back on track moving forward. But Jordan Addison, first round rookie, I'm not worried about him. I think at some point he'll overtake KJ for that wide receiver two role. But yeah, I mean, third downs, third outs. Like I said, the Vikings were able to get the run game going, but it wasn't really resulting to anything in the first half. You have Kirk Cousins throw the pick six, then three and out. And then the Panthers drive down and get a field goal, and it's 10 nothing. And then you're sitting there going, okay, what's going to happen from here on out? Well, then we go down, we score, and we made things good again. And I just think the offense needs to stick with it, you know, from time to time, especially with these turnovers. Those turnovers can be so demoralizing just in general. When you think about the totality of a game, and, yeah, so a 10-play, 64-yard drive, comes down, hits J.J. on a little pass. Uh, that took up most of the end of the first quarter. 
and then got right into the second quarter. So you're already scoring your first touchdown in the second quarter. We traded back punts and then driving towards the end there in the end zone, Kirk Cousins throws a pick on a hit ball at Ingram. At Ingram, man. We just can't have him. I don't know what's up with this whole Dalton Reisner thing. Dalton, if you're watching this, we need you. Tell the guys, tell the offensive line coach, tell KOC, you're ready to go. Because I think I speak for everybody when I say I'm tired of Ed Ingram. Ed Ingram. It just, he can't be out there anymore. He's a liability. He's horrendous in the pass game. He's good in the run game, but not good in the pass game. You just can't have him out there. So he fucks that up. Kirk gets hit on the arm. Throws an interception to Von Bell. And then they drive right down and kick a field goal to make it 13-7 going into half and getting the ball coming out of half. So that in itself was tough. But then we got them to go three and out. We went three and out ourselves. And then the turning play of the game. Davenport gets through. Ball comes loose. We strip Bryce Young and DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham, you crushed him. How about a call from PA? But, man, you love to see those those rotational guys get something going through. Ed is done. Yeah, I agree, Dave. I agree. He needs to be out of there as soon as possible. But, yeah, that, I mean, that fumble, that kind of changed the complexion. And you could see throughout the totality of the game, they were starting to get some pressures on him. They were starting to turn up the heat. They were starting to turn up the blitz. And sooner or later, the Vikings were going to get a game-changing turnover. When you're giving away the ball at the rate that they do, you have to be able to take the ball away. I've been saying it all season long. You have to be able to get turnovers. And this defense, I mean, that what that was our first fumble recovery of the year. We've had one pick. Should have been two. Last week with the Caleb Evans. Brick hands into hands of Josh Palmer. But yeah, the turnovers, let's hope that this is a building block for the defense moving forward. Because again, when you're, the offense is turning over the ball at the rate that they are, you have to be able to get some of those things back. Maybe Davenport being back helps us out more. Yeah, I mean, it looked like he was cooking today, man. If you get that rush, you get that front four to cause some havoc, to make some things happen, to cause a little bit of flurry, a little bit of scatterbrain for those quarterbacks, you're going to make something happen. So. I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens with this defense. But, I mean, that was a huge turnover. You love to see it. I mean, how about the game that Harrison Smith had? Turning up the heat on that blitz, was able to help get home on that. DJ Wanham takes it back for a scoop and score. And Harry, you know, at first I was like, eh, you know, did we need to hold on to him for another year? Could we have parted ways with him like we did with the rest of the guys, like Dalvin and Adam Thielen? But, I think you're starting to see a guy like Harrison Smith with the talent and the smarts that he has in we haven't really seen him blitz like Mike Zimmer. Once everyone kind of figured out that double a gap stuff from the 2017 defense in years before they took away all that pressure where the safeties were coming down, they were running free and they were going towards the quarterback at full speed, ready to make something happen. We hadn't really seen that from Harrison Smith in the past couple seasons. So to see that again today, in full force and him turning up the heat along with the rest of that defense. Absolutely love to see it. So 
Yeah, we get the strip sack. Carolina goes down, gets a punt again. I mean, it seemed like that was kind of the nail in the coffin for them. Because after that, they couldn't really get anything going. I mean, they couldn't really get anything going all day, it seemed like. Looking back at these drives that they put together, I mean, the field goal that they had right away to make it uh, 10 nothing off of our miscues. And then the drive at the end there where they turned it over on downs and they were trying to score and really milk the clock. I mean, they took six minutes of possession. I mean, almost, you know, damn near half of the first fourth quarter, 15 plays, 61 yards and get nothing out of it. So, you know, they were really trying to sit there and milk that clock and get that grinded out. And really, because I mean, you couldn't give the ball back to the offense. They knew the Panthers knew that we could, they couldn't stop us. They couldn't stop the Vikings offense. So, yeah. Do the Jets fans still want Kirk after his performance this week? Gotta love those rumors. Yeah, I don't. Let's let's hit on that real quick. Let me let me let's hit on that real quick because 0 three last week. Model asked me on the show last week. Do we trade Kirk? Do we trade JJ? No. And I. Gave him an opinion just based off of the business fact of it. Because I am a realist Vikings fan, and if we're going to tank, we might as well throw it all away. But this isn't like the NBA or the MLB or maybe even the NHL, where guys can just come in, plug and play, and they're good. Like a quarterback, he's going to need a month. The Jets, I mean, if they're going to be this bad with Zach Wilson, they might as well tank full, be in the top 10, and get themselves a quarterback for when Aaron Rodgers retires. So I don't know why they would trade for Kirk anyway. But that was the rumor that was flying all of last week. We couldn't get enough of it. Then earlier today, Diana Rossini from ESPN comes out and says that, oh, yeah, the Vikings aren't interested in trading Justin Jefferson or Kirk Cousins. You think? That's a no-brainer there. So, yeah. I mean, hell of a game. 21-13. We win a one-score game. So here we are. Ah, I mean, I mean, KLC, all he does is play in one score games. Let's get this to one side or the other. Come on. Like, this should have been the day where you run away with this thing, right? Not even run away with it, but at least win by 10. Like, let's not make it a one score game. Let's stop making a habit out of this. I'm so tired of that, man. But, you know, it's the specialty of this team. They live on the edge. They die on the edge. We've seen them die on the edge. Uh, two out of the three games, it was really close. Going back to last week, that pick. Eagles game was close too, but you know we kind of caught up at the end. But this week, you know, we were able to be on the other side of that. And I don't really know how to feel about that at this point. Because when you put it all together, it kind of seems like this 2023 Vikings team is a coin flip team. And in the NFL, with the talent that you have on offense like the Vikings do, there's no way you should be a coin flip team. But when you have a defense that's going through the going pains that they are in that first year with Brian Flores, with that new secondary, there's going to be some tough things that you're just not going to be able to maneuver through. So, you know, I well, we'll see. But yeah, Chiefs on tap next. Late game, CBS, three o'clock window. And then we got this. What do you think about next week's Chiefs game? Taylor Swift appearance. I mean, hey. If Taylor Swift is smart and a real sports fan, she would have had the athletic. 
And if she would have had the athletic in red, she would have seen that the Vikings were at the top. U.S. Bank Stadium, number one on that list, baby. Best stadium in the NFL. Oh, excuse me. So, you know, uh, I mean, there's not a better time for Taylor to come to Minnesota before the winter starts. She was already here. She probably loves it. I, she's been to U.S. Bank Stadium. I don't know why I'm saying that, like, she needs an athletic subscription. She's been here, like, four or five times. She knows that stadium, and she sold it out. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, her going to Kansas City makes sense. Her being in New York for Sunday Night Football against the Jets to later tonight, that makes sense, too, because she lives in New York. Is she going to come to Minnesota? Is there going to be third time's the charm? I don't know. Maybe if she shows up next week and the Jets lose to the Chiefs this week, then that could be the she can be like the the unlucky third time's the charm and help us, the Vikings, get a win. But yeah, I think, you know, rolling into next week, you finally get off the schneid. You finally get a win in the W column, in that left side column. You beat a Panthers team that you should have. And now it's full steam ahead. This October is going to be interesting because you got the Chiefs next week at home in a huge game. Then you go to Chicago, who's reeling right now, choked an absolutely huge lead to Denver today. Then you go back home and play the 49ers and then at Lambeau to the Packers, who the Packers looked really bad on Thursday Night Football as well. Against the Lions, got clapped. They kind of came back, but it was all for naught. And hey, you will see the 10K boys at Lambeau Field at the end of October. I will be there with the 10K head brass. We're going to be in Lambeau. We got the hookup. It's going to be lit. I'm so excited to go to Lambeau. So it's going to be interesting October. Once we kind of move past that, I think the rest of the schedule really softens up because you got teams after that that you can really take advantage of. That November schedule is looking like cake. If you can beat the Saints, you can have an undefeated November. We can really start to turn this thing around. But to turn this thing around fully, you got to beat the Chiefs for the 49ers at home in one of those primetime standalone-ish games. It just has to happen. So, you know, I think today what we can go off of is I think the offensive line stuff will get fixed. You know, Ed Ingram won't be there for very much longer. Hopefully, Dalton Reiser will get in there, be that stopgap that we need, and Kirk Cousins will finally be able to sit back there and feel comfortable when people bring form, when people bring blitz, when people bring all those things to try and cause havoc. The running game, we've already seen. You know, the defensive line stuff of opposing teams, it's starting to get softer. This offensive line, they're starting to gel. They're starting to get some chemistry. This run game is starting to get going. Madison is that, that power runner. Cam Akers, that lightning, that swoosh. I mean, we put it together over damn near close to 140 on the ground for both those guys combined. So I think if you start getting this run game going, you know, you start having to be complimentary to everything else that we're doing, we're going to start putting it together. Because the pass game, I mean, today was a hiccup. And that was just based off of goofy stuff and interceptions. I doubt there's going to be very few games left this season where Jordan Addison only gets one target. I, I doubt there's going to be very few games where Hawkinson doesn't get more than two catches. Like, even J.J. had a pedestrian game by his standards. This is the first game this year that he didn't break 100 yards, which is devastating because that means the underdog play of the day sold. And I can't believe I got through this whole podcast without telling you about my friends at Underdog Fantasy. Guys, if you're not an underdog, they're killing it. And you need to be on underdog. 
Underdog Fantasy in their pick'em game whales. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em entry, get every pick right, and take home some cold hard cash. Use our code 10K and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. I mean, that deposit match is clutch. The plays that they got in there are clutch. If you guys play other books, you know, we're not going to allude to him, but you know that they get crazy with some of those bumps. Underdog rarely does that. So they take care of their customers. They got a good book running. But today we fell short. The last couple weeks, the play the game, play the game, we've had money. JJ, we had him on higher than 101.5 receiving yards. He only got to 85. Adam Thielen, 4.5 receptions, got to six. That was always a cinch. So I guess maybe we could have put that with the JJ touchdown. I knew he was going to score today, but I felt like putting that on the slip was a little bit too risky to go either way, just because, you know, receiving yards, you can get that in a sham no matter what. And obviously, with the run that he's been on, he's going to get it no matter what. But, uh, yeah, so we run out of luck there. But, hey, we ride, we move. We only lost 10 bucks because I stick to $10 units because I'm not a rich boy over here. But, hey, we keep moving. And if JJ's going to sell us by a little bit, that's okay. We'll take it because he's a star. And I'd rather see him score two times and win the game than have me win $30 easily. All right, that's going to do it for us here on State of School. My name is AJ Murphy. Thank you for joining me, everybody. It has been a great show. Tune in live on Thursday. We will be live previewing the Chiefs game. It's going to be a huge game. Maybe we'll have clarity by Thursday if or whatnot Taylor Swift is showing up to U.S. Bank Stadium. We'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, Vikings Chiefs. Late game on CBS, it's going to be massive. So be here for the pregame show Thursday in the 6 o'clock hour, p.m. hour. We're going to be live. We're going to be ready to rock. For AJ Murphy at State of Skull, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Skull.